I'm Michelle White, bringing you seven years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioral and psychological aspects of gut disorders. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. I want to share with you just how easy it is to develop gut symptoms or to exacerbate gut symptoms if you already experience them. You don't have to have an acute stress or a major traumatic event in your life for your gut to react. Gut symptoms can develop from the smallest things that happen over time and predominantly from events or circumstances that are unresolved. So I thought I'd share some real stories with you. Examples from clients who have attended the clinic. And what I'd like you to look out for is what you can relate to. And maybe there's a few light bulb moments to say, oh, I was looking for something really dramatic in my life that may be the cause of these symptoms. But I'm going to show you how essentially it can be just everyday life. Now remember that we're talking here about the emotional and psychological causes of symptoms. And we're not forgetting that there can be many other causes as well that are biological in nature. But today we're talking about emotions and thoughts, belief systems, and how these affect the gut. So let's begin with a client who attended the clinic with a set of symptoms that she just couldn't shake no matter you know, who she was seeing, a naturopath and dietitian and doctor and gastroenterologist. And she was also engaged in a number of activities in her life uh, that were good for her well-being. So she couldn't understand why the symptoms were still there. But we realized that she had an undercurrent of anxiety, what would be called generalized anxiety. So not an anxiety towards, you know, one or two specific things, but just an anxiety that was always there, running underneath. And when we got down to it, she recognized that she wasn't feeling grounded and centered and steady and confident in her life. Now, you might be asking, well, how does that develop gut symptoms? It seems to be a bit of a stretch. Let me explain to you. Anxiety is a thought process. Anxiety always begins in the mind. The feeling of anxiety is the body's representation of that thought. Anxiety is often an anticipation of a future event. And
end can be a rumination of past events. But it's a mind process. Now, whenever we have a process in our mind, it activates responses in our body. So if we have thought processes that are worrisome, then it activates the amygdala in the brain, the fear center, which believes that there's some kind of threat. So it very quickly sends out hormones into the body, chemicals, a stress response. And whenever the body does that, when it senses that there's a threat and it's looking to help you, essentially to save your life, it's saying, I don't need to digest lunch right now. And that's how it affects your digestive system. It either switches it off or looks to empty the contents. And that's how you end up with gut symptoms. That's the link. That's called the brain-gut axis or the mind-gut connection. It's a link between the brain and the gut. It's very real. And a lot more people are experiencing it these days because there's so many stressors in our lives in 2018. We're all doing our best to keep up. We're all just kind of clambering through. And we haven't yet collectively, we're getting there, but we haven't yet realized we need to slow down. It's coming. The world isn't sick enough yet. It will happen. And maybe you can listen to the symptoms within you first before anything gets worse. Because ultimately, the symptoms that you're experiencing are your body's way of telling you something is out of balance here. And when we're looking at the emotional and psychological factors, then we know that there's an unresolved emotion there. And that kind of brings us down to constipation. Constipation is a different symptom, of course, to diarrhea. And interestingly, constipation and diarrhea have different emotional and psychological causes. So I had a client who was experiencing uh, constipation. Actually, I've had lots of clients experience constipation. But this particular client was using her gut as a rubbish tip. She was a dumping ground for all the unresolved emotions. She was just sweeping things under the carpet. But when the body is responding... When the gut is just not moving, then we have to ask why. And yep, you can change your diet and you can look at all those other reasons. But if it's still not moving after that, that's usually how people end up seeing me. Then we have to ask, what's stuck in there? What are you jamming down in there and not looking at? What don't you want to see and feel? Your body won't let you. The body is holding that because you haven't resolved it. You haven't, haven't given it anywhere to go. It's still there. Now let's have a look at another example of that. I had a client who 
again, was experiencing a great deal of gut symptoms despite all the interventions that she'd tried over the years. And she was pretty upset about these symptoms. And, of course, that upset only serves to exacerbate those symptoms. Now, in, in the very first session, it became apparent. There was a lot of clarity there that she was very unhappy in her marriage. And most of her sessions were working on this. And she had an incredible amount of anger that she was holding in her gut. Because again, if you don't resolve that, if you just push it aside and push it down, it has nowhere to go. It just stays there. And if you can see it as a flag, it's a little red flag being waved at you that says, hey, I need your attention. Something's not working here. Damn right something's not working here. It's not the gut that's not working. It's something in your life. So we were able to work on that unresolved anger. We were able to attend to it. Look at it differently. Have a different response. Choose how she was going to respond and what she was going to do about her circumstances. And once she came to a place of resolution within herself, guess what happened to her symptoms? They resolved. They just softened. There's no reason for the symptoms to be there anymore once they've been heard, once they've been resolved. So your body will respond immediately to a thought or an emotion or a belief or an action by either contracting or expanding. So if it's contracting, it's folding inwards, it's closing down, it's tightening. And that's a pretty good sign that something's not right. That's intuition. That's your body telling you before you have even consciously recognized it. And getting good at hearing that will serve you because you've missed it up until now and that's how you've ended up with symptoms. Gut symptoms don't tend to kick in immediately. Gut symptoms take a few months before they really take hold. So what we know is that those, that those stressors have been happening for a while before the gut symptoms have kicked in. In my intake form, I ask that very question. What was happening in your life three to 12 months prior to your onset of symptoms? This gives a lot of clues about where we need to go, about those emotions that are unresolved. So if your body's contracting, then that's your sign to slow down and listen. And find out what it doesn't like, what's out of alignment. But if your body's expanding and opening and softening, then it's right for you. The body is so, so clever. It keeps the score and it's never wrong. You can trust it. But the key is to listen. 
when there's a symptom there, to sit down quietly, come into the body, notice what's there, acknowledge it, validate it, talk to it, ask it what's happening, what's out of balance, what doesn't feel right. You can gently bring in the stressors in your life and feel how they affect your gut as you hold them gently. And maybe you've got a work situation that's ongoingly stressful. If you sit down quietly and bring attention to that and just feel how the body responds to it. Is it contracting? Okay. Well, then that needs to be looked at. What haven't I resolved here? What's my body holding for me? What clue is it trying to give me? And if you can work through that, you'll see that the body expands and softens. And that's when you know you have the right answer. Because we each have a responsibility to live in alignment with our own values and our dreams, to live in our own truth, to not abandon ourselves or betray ourselves, but to instead listen to what's within and act from there. That's all that's being asked of us. The struggle happens. The symptoms happen when we don't do that. So you can trust your body. Give yourself some time to practice. Allow yourself to come into quietness. And maybe you've already recognized from this episode, from some stories, that there's events or circumstances or situations in your life that could very well be contributing to these symptoms. And if that's the case, then simply close your eyes, sit down, think about that event and feel what happens in your body. Feel how your body responds. If it contracts, that's it. If it, if it expands, well, then you're on the right path. The answers are right here within you. I'm Michelle White. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Happy Inside on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the podcast. You can follow Happy Inside on Facebook and engage there through posts, comments and questions. If one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside program is for you in the Sydney Clinic or via Skype. There's also the Happy Inside iPhone app, a component of the full program in case you don't have access. If you already own the app, don't forget to review and rate it on the App Store to help others in their purchase. All these details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Happiness starts on the inside, so join me on the next episode for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.